Welcome to Nerds of the Square Circle. We are a weekly podcast where we talk about wrestling and wrestling news. And wrestling entertainment. <laughs> You're distracted by my note-taking, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Snarf Chris. I'm Snarf Chris. I'm Sam Jericho. The dude with the headband. Uh, we are brought to you by the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Uh, make sure you go check out all the other podcasts in the family. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you dig the podcast, make sure you leave us a ranking. Rating. Thumbs up. Follow us on YouTube. Comment on us. Yeah, Say something. Comment on someone there. I don't hear anything. Do people talk about us on well, the internet or do they just tell you about it? Every once in a while and I hear it and then if it's really inappropriate, I delete it. So that yeah. happens. That's good every stuff. Every once in a while. That's good. Because it means they show passion and we like passion. Yeah, most of them want to see us dead in a ditch or something along those Wait, lines. really? No, I just made that up. I almost um, wouldn't have I wouldn't, It here. wouldn't surprise me. There's so much hate online. Come on, guys. Come on, people. Everybody, let's get together. Try to love one another. Don't say all of it, because I think that's copyrighted. Uh, so, how y'all been? Good, good. Valentine's Day week. Was that stressful for anybody here? No, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. You don't celebrate I Valentine's don't. Day? Go ask my wife where I got her. You're they wearing nothing. You're wearing pink headphones. I'd beg to differ there. But I had a good Valentine's Day. Yeah? Girlfriend made a from-scratch dinner for everybody. We had a heart-shaped pizza. That's cool. Then she made an additional pizza that had Brussels sprouts and fancy bacon and some crazy cheeses. Then to top it all off with dessert was a five-layered cookie cake with a... A five-layered cookie cake? You want to see a picture? It's beautiful. Yeah, show me after we're done. That sounds awesome. Five-layered cookie cake made from scratch. Did you eat it all? The buttercream icing. No way. It's a lot of cookie cake. Mm -hmm. The icing, she took 45 minutes just to make the icing. That's more importantly... Why are we not eating five-layer cookie cake? I'll bring right some. Now. You know, I, I actually... Uh, I came here straight from work, so I didn't have any with me. I was supposed to bring Valentine's Day candy for everybody. Thanks. And I didn't. Yeah. So, this thought that counts. Here you go. Yeah. Oh my god, that looks amazing. That looks like something on, like, Pinterest. Honestly, you know, I actually was distracted. I've been... I rewatched the Elimination Chamber, like, three times already. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I just really liked watching... <laughs> it was a watching solid Bra- pay-per-view. What, first of all, I mean the chamber, not the whole show. Okay. The no, match. Okay. No, I'm not re-watching the whole pay-per-view that soon. Can I ask you something real quick, Sam? Sure. If you're going to ask me about how terrible I was at predicting this pay-per-view, you don't No, to I'm do not that, that okay. cynical yet. Okay. It's going it's, to it's gonna be about how AJ Styles got the <laughs> knocked out of him when he did. Uh, John Cena did the crossbody off the top of one of those. Did he get, did he get knocked out? It looked like, well, the way they show replays now, it kind of fast forwards on impact slightly. So it looks like when he did the crossbody and AJ took the he top part took, of his shoulders. He definitely took a, a bump. He, right AJ there. Well, flew. You know, I was watching that show, watching it with a few different people. And when Cena was climbing up the pod, someone was like, what is John doing? And we were all like, I don't know. Something like that stupid leg drop or a crossbody. And she was like, crossbody? Yeah. It's, it's just, you know. Leg drop would have like, destroyed just his Just a butt. wrestling move. And she was like. Can he do one of those? And we're like, <laughs> we'll find out. out. I mean, it's the most, it's probably the most basic move. You just throw your body at someone. And even then. But it's high risk. And even still, it still somehow didn't look that great. Yeah, I saw AJ on Twitter uh, after. And uh, somebody was like, man, God watches over you. Mm-hmm. You are able to put your body through things that most people, their career would end a long time ago. And Same. AJ has a great thing of this, like, Allowing his body just to go ragdoll. Yeah. Well, that's what you're supposed to do when you go in impact or anything because it doesn't, but, doesn't allow injuries. But it's happen. weird. He 
as opposed to the Dolph Ziggler style where he overdoes it. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that don't like Dolph because he really oversells getting hit. You could argue that AJ does it, but he doesn't. He he just barely doesn't do it. He does it yeah. just enough. Every time AJ is selling, all the time, like he's really hurt because yeah. he, he wrestled, really and hurt. that's what you're supposed to think. Yeah. When Dolph does it, sometimes I think it's like he's just like it. he's he's he just you know sold that really well, which is not what you want to think. Like when Bray did that when he when AJ was doing all those like combination uh chop kicks on him right and he spinned around to do that spinning clothesline and then Bray spinned and clotheslined him that looked like that was going to be the finish because yeah. of how, how he looked like he murdered he him yeah. yeah well all the time that AJ Styles has spent in Japan I think has helped a lot with the way he sells things and everybody oh, yeah. feels it a lot better I I liked AJ AJ post TNA going to New Japan which has only been the last 4 or 5 years is is heads and toes above the rest of his career. He was always awesome, but just that little bit of, I don't know if it's just realism or just harder hitting, something in him changed. And he's not as flashy as he used to be, but it's, he's, you know. Phenomenal. Does he, you know, when's the last, can you think of anything he's done in WWE that wasn't good? No. Well, did what, did you not like the new redesigned chamber? Well, it was redesigned, but it had better plexiglass it for had, better it camera had, uh, views. Rubber mats instead of. Steel I didn't grates. like the rubber mats. It was less about that it didn't look like it hurt as much as when they would fall on the grates. It at least had that ping, mm-hmm. and the mats were sound absorbent, so they wait, would fall and it didn't sound like it hurt at all. I was all. waiting for the plexiglass to get shattered or getting pushed through on top of the chambers when they were smashed. Yeah, through. when AJ's like, head was going through. I was like, oh my gosh. It looked really bad when Corbin threw um, this, uh, Dean. Dean threw it because yeah. you saw how thin the actual walls of the ones on the inside yeah. were. They are like a piece of paper. That's not was, the first time they that. That match was so... Everyone in that match was on top of their game. Mm-hmm. Miz's faces Everything was great. that whole time was one of the best things. He it's like he was just playing fan in the chamber because mm-hmm. after every time someone did a move, they would cut to the Miz's Miz, response. Yeah. It was hilarious. He's an actor. He's, he well, knows it out. He's an A-list. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's uh, his job. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, elimination chamber definitely my favorite elimination chamber. It's been it's my favorite yeah. elimination chamber. It's it wasn't the most violent, Mm-mm. you know. It which is weird. Like I that takes away from Hell in a Cell a lot now that there's no. Uh, there's not as much blood. It's not mm-hmm. as violent as they used to be, um, especially once they started doing the pay-per-views. And for a while, I thought the same thing about the Chamber. But this one, I mean, there was it, nothing wrong with it. There was not yeah. one point where we were like, oh, this is... Uh. And, it was, and it was like a 40-minute match. Was That's it a long it was a time. Smackdown? It was a SmackDown Chamber? You think why? Well, it was the people that were in it. I mean, yeah, the so, people that were in it were all... on. T- I think you have AJ in pretty much anything. It's going to be good. And then you have Bray into it, which is also good. Mm-hmm. So then you have some of their other better top guys in it. So. Well, it was just everyone understood their role and executed well. I think the three guys that everyone kind of doubted would ever win it. If they won, it would be a big shock and kind of just a throwing it at the wall just to surprise people, even though it didn't make any sense. They were all eliminated first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that it came down to the three people... That could win it. That were our good. three picks, by the way. It was yeah, it was I know. it was funny. It was almost like a Royal Rumble. You know, you get all the young bucks, the hot guys that are just like the exciting guys out, and then you get to see the big boys play. And my only problem was the finish is that it was predictable. Like I knew Bray was gonna win. But the only knew- And that's not even a bad thing. It's but just, see the it- thing about you know the only reason you know it, the problem with um leaks mm-hmm. is that they're always gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I feel like it seemed predictable 
is because it leaked online that they were going with Orton versus Wyatt at WrestleMania. And it was more from... And if no one had said any of that... Possibly, because whenever you said it uh, on the on the picks, I'm like, oh man, that's probably exactly what's going to happen, because I yeah. already played that out in my head. Well, the WWE yeah. marketing was even talking before the pay-per-view or during the pay-per-view, or talking about how John Cena never wins, how you were talking about it as well, Sam. Yeah. And it's funny, because when they mention it, you're like, all right, that's going to happen. But I was like, I was thinking, you know, me, because I was trying to stick with my pick, I was like, what if they just break it this time, just for once? I mean, yeah, well, no, that's the thing, is that if Cena, it would not have shocked me if Cena won, it would not have shocked me if AJ won. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it made the most sense, it's kind of shocking to me because they did something that did make sense. Mm-hmm. The Wyatts have been on a roll. Survivor Series ended with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton standing tall. They won the tag titles. Orton Royal won Rumble. the Rumble. Yeah. It makes sense for him to win the Elimination Chamber. Like, all all pointing... You know, even at No, at no Mercy, they put AJ versus Cena versus Dean on first. And what closed that show was Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. That's true. So they've been putting them as like, you know, the story they've been telling on that show for a while. It's just no one expects them to go through with it because we're used to the Monday Night Raw style of booking as the definitive Bray. WWE style of booking. And which Bray is, not getting anything. And Bray ever, not getting anything so. ever, yeah. So, so so now he's a champion and he's defended his belt. He defended it on SmackDown. And um, what, what do you think of this new champion? I love Bray Wyatt as champion. Yeah, me too. He... He's the his character is so really, great. It's I, I like, really start started liking him, Sam, when he was feuding with John Cena for a little while. Oh and that's yeah, that's when you was, I felt like John Cena was going to go heel because he was pushing him, throwing uh-huh. a chair to him, telling him hit me, and I was just like, when I saw that he might become the champion again, I was getting excited about it. Not only because he deserves it, his he, you know it's kind of sad because Bo Dallas is just like still trying to linger around and new day picking on as yeah. a side note but <laughs> <laughs> no more ice cream. his dad was uh, a champion for a long time in many different shapes and forms i know so that's you know that's an underplayed thing because his character is so they can't really strong talk about they dad. don't acknowledge yeah. the fact that he's a third generation wrestler but when you're third generation and you your family has been in the business for as long as it has and then you get to be the first person in your family to become the main event the champion. champion it'd be world champion you know, his dad didn't do that. His grand his grandpa didn't do that. His you know his 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 family were mostly tag team wrestlers. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. It's just they were never put in the position yeah, that he is. Right you know, yeah. I'm it's, glad they do that for him. I wish they would do that more for Roman Reigns. I well, to bring up God, his wow, lineage. Wow. Uh, the uh, but Bray Wyatt as a champion was it was is great. And then him involved with you know Randy and Luke Harper. I thought Harper. I mean, what, it's, it was his second, third ever singles match on a pay-per-view. Yeah, and it was good. Every time they give Luke yeah. a match, it's always awesome. Have you ever watched he, any of his old underappreciated. stuff? He's underappreciated. When he was, like, Brody? Brody Lee, yeah. yeah. Which Some in of a, it. With an interview, Him and Cesaro have a really good cage match, I think it is, or something like that. It's weird. He, um, Chris Jericho did an interview with him. I always assumed that he was called Brody Lee after uh, Bruiser Brody. Because Mallrats, because huh? because yeah, yeah, but it's Brody from Mallrats, which is so the opposite kind of you know. I think I heard that interview. He named his son Brody. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's okay. why he stopped using it. Oh, that's crazy. So, but um, but yeah, Luke has got that Mick Foley like far away look in his eye, mm-hmm. where he seems like not all there on and he, purpose. And he doesn't know? talk; he just does that like gestures. He doesn't need to. Yeah, he does the gestures. Well, Mick Foley would talk in the ring and yell and scream, and he just like he's talking like he's out of his mind. Luke Harper's out of his mind, but he's just like he's got a vision out of his mind. And he's, cool hand, Luke. 
And it, well, that's a good movie. <laughs> I think um, my girlfriend but, uh, watched it the other night. Randy and Luke match was it was really good. Now yeah. it was probably the, my second favorite match of the the night. And I'm really was surprised. I mean, as you guys saw, you both tied with picks. I got nothing right. The only thing I got right was that Bray won the chamber. And if you're gonna get one thing right, mm-hmm. well, I'm happy I, to I will that say right. that I, I just threw some picks out there against my wit. See, now that's also what you're saying that you 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 tied, and now it's like, oh, so some well, of them were funny. You, I wasn't taking it very serious. It I wasn't. Not. I was just throwing them out there. Come on, Sam. Would you ever think I would have picked John Cena to win the main event? You say that or as Ascension. if like Cena isn't a strong pick to win any main event. I know, but he's I'm in. talking like, about oh, who picks Cena to win? No, I'm saying <laughs> I, Sam. Do you think I would ever pick John Cena? Well, just I mean, a lot of people. I know I did. I know I did. I I still tied. He he, he tied Ric Flair's record, and his reign was two weeks long. That isn't mm. that is a kind. It is a shocking thing, you know, that he would lose it that quickly. And I picked the Ascension. Come on, silly me. Actually, I think they're going to start pushing them, which is weird. That's a shame. I don't know. You don't think uh, so? Uh, I mean, no. maybe. They There's had a match other with uh, American Alpha I... on uh, SmackDown, so yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking. I think they keep trying with the guys, and they're 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 waiting on how the universe reacts to them, and the universe just doesn't care. I'm actually really excited the about the potential of an Usos versus American Alpha mm-hmm. feud yeah. because since the brand extension, that that's been like this weird match that they've had, and it's always been rushed through. There's always been some kind of shenanigans that's happened. They've never really done a full-on American Alpha versus the Usos match, despite the fact that they keep interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I forgot, you just assumed that they weren't going to do it, and they just kind of been putting it off, and I assume that that probably means that they're going to have a match well, the Usos on the pre-show, were, I'm sure, but the, a match at WrestleMania. The Usos were the tag team guys for years, for years and years yeah. and years, yeah. and now they kind of just been pushed aside to bring all these other tag teams up from NXT. So yeah, I could definitely see them given that Working rub for these new. So the best part about SmackDown is that they give people opportunity. You got Naomi, who's champion now. Naomi she won the title. I think she is hurt. Yeah. She is hurt. I don't. I don't think it's something where she's going to be out of action too mm-hmm. long. They said it might be a couple of weeks. So they're not going to strip her of the belt or anything. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was great that she won. Um, I like that Becky Lynch won for a change. Don't care. I really was surprised. <laughs> it doesn't make sense for Luke Harper. To not be involved in the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt title picture, uh, so I really expected Luke to win on on Sunday. Really? Yeah. And then when he lost, I thought that was weird, but now it makes more sense because I don't because as they showed on SmackDown, Bray Wyatt retained, mm-hmm. and now he's going to be going into WrestleMania as champion, assumedly. And then Randy Orton comes out and says, "If you're champion, I'm not going to." invoke my right as royal rumble winner to face you i'm not going to fight you for the belt so they kind of threw their hands up and said well i guess we're going to have a battle royal next week they and said this that happened on, on, on talking smack, smack after yeah. see i missed this so yeah so next week daniel bryan said they're gonna have a battle royal and the winner of that will be the new number one contender for bray wyatt at wrestlemania so i assume that luke harper's going to win that match and then once and then for a couple of weeks He'll just beat down Bray, and Bray will realize he can't beat Luke on his own, and then Orton will decide to invoke, change his mind again, and decide that he does want to fight him, and it'll be a triple threat match. Something like that. It's a lot of thinking. Uh, it's... Well, I mean, I don't know for sure. <laughs> but that's a good That's a good main event. Mm-hmm. That's a really awesome main event, actually. I, um, when they were doing Bray versus Orton after Orton got his head concussed by Brock Lesnar, it wasn't... It wasn't everything you wanted it to be. It kind of felt like 
It was just thrown together. I wasn't too excited about them. But once they started putting them together, they've been the best thing, if not at least one of the best things of the in best all things. of WWE and wrestling in general lately. They've just been, it just works. It doesn't, if you'd said a year ago, like, yeah, they're going to put Orton in the Wyatt family, you know, yeah. like, who would have been like, oh, Nobody that's, not, would that's that sounds he's terrible, tur- you know? going to turn out to be like Daniel Bryan or something. You automatically kind of think that he's going to start wearing, like, jeans and grow, grow his, his beard, beard out, out and yeah. stuff. Uh, so, I don't know, but it just works. You know, he hears voices in his head, and I guess it sounds like Bray Wyatt. Good guy. He actually used <laughs> the word master this week, too, mm-hmm. so. And called himself the servant. I like the idea that. It feels like behind the scenes that Orton's into it. Yeah, it does. Which is the which is great because I you you know that if he was something like eh, that he wouldn't be on it, but he must really like. Anything you hear about him, he's like, oh, he's Randy. So yeah. only thing everybody always says, he's like, well, if Randy doesn't dig it, he's not going to dig it. Yeah, this doesn't seem like something you would push him into doing. No, I mean he won the Rumble. Uh, I've heard that Vince is happy with the performances he's been putting on because Orton can be hit or miss. He mm-hmm. he was pushed so high so quickly that he. Phones it in a lot because mm-hmm. he doesn't. He's not challenged. Dude, he finished almost with that superplex. His dad's special move. I know. That's his dad's finisher. Um, I love the superplex. Yeah, it's an underappreciated move. It's done so much now, but I love the top rope one. Yeah. The um, Chris Candino wrestling? used to do the super power bomb off the top rope. Small God. Chris Candino. That's a good wrestler. Was that the um ECW guy at WrestleMania 18? Uh, Undertaker and Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Had a match that was his tenth win, I think, and uh, he does a superplex on Rick, and it's Undertaker doing a superplex top rope, six foot, and whatever. Because he doesn't often do it, it's less I think that he was just being impressive and more that he doesn't really think about it. He basically stood up on the top rope, so he's got Rick Flair in the vertical suplex position, basically standing, so it's and like then falls back 20, 12 So he's swiping as the best superplex I've ever seen. I gotta look at that. Yeah, I'll check that out. It's worth checking moves. out just for that one move. Are you happy with the uh, Nikki and Natalia uh, oh story continuing? I, the fact that they're doing a false count anywhere match next week oh. makes sense. One of my, our co-workers that has recently been picking up and keeping up with some of the wrestler wrestlers that have been going on, he said that was his favorite match of the night. And I said, well, it's probably your favorite match because it probably flowed the best for somebody to just start watching wrestling. I don't, I don't. You don't agree. You didn't watch I, it, Sam. I watched it, but I wasn't. I'm so tired of Natalia versus Nikki Bella. If any feud didn't deserve to be going on this long since Survivor Series, it's this one. Um, it's perpetuating total divas. That's it. Uh, ratings? I don't know. Like this is that what is that? I don't even see how that even translates. No, Nick Natalia is finally going to get her own show. That's what it is. Is that? And what I it will is? watch it. <laughs> and I will. Chris will now, watch it too. Yeah, I probably will. Uh, <laughs> and now they're bringing Maurice into it. Yeah, you saw that Maurice got the makeup on her. So what I think is going to happen is that uh, next week it'll also spill out where they interact with her again, and, and then Maurice will get in Nikki's face, and Nikki will get back in Maurice, which will then involve the Miz. And then instead of Dean Ambrose coming to the aid of Renee Young, it'll be John Cena coming to the aid of oh, Nikki. Then they could do like a three on three match. Three on three? What do you mean three yeah, on three? Yeah, they can do Renee Young and Dean. Oh, you want to have a triple threat triple tag, threat team, tag div- team Total Divas total match? Diva. Renee Young is not going to get in there. They're not doing They're going to do Baron Corbin you versus get, Dean. Um, the Uso. And, uh, they're not going to. The they Uso. They the Uso. Whichever the Uso, one it is. Whatever one it is. They haven't is. been on the season. Jimmy? Yeah, Uso's, he hasn't. Yeah. They're going to the next wave, which is the Miz and Maurice. You know. And Renee Young and Dean. You act like you dislike it, but you guys make sure to steer the conversation toward Total Divas every single week. I don't I get it. flack for talking about Carmel's worth, who on 
Elimination Chamber were a a useless, glimmer of wonderness. Useless segment. I don't. That I like. I like that silly. I like to pretend that James Ellsworth is purposeful. I know he's not, but if you watch James Ellsworth, like someone told him, try to act as bad as possible. <laughs> it is That's the him. it is yeah. the best thing because he overreacts. Like if someone would naturally look at someone once, mm-hmm. he looks at them three times. There's like, Head swivel, head swivel, head swivel. He's almost. I don't know. He's like, shoulder shrug. He's doing. He's doing the Bugs Bunny. He's doing the Bugs Bunny comedy. That's what he's doing, and it's winning. Is it? Is it winning? It's the Bugs Bunny it's comedy, winning, Chris. That's right. What's it to do with it? And um, they're gonna do the WrestleMania match: Gilbert versus D. Yes. Okay, we'll get to Gilbert we'll later. Talk to Gilbert in a little bit. But talk yes, about Gilbert. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I'd watch it. Um, so, if you're playing at home, as usual, who isn't playing? Sam lost to predictions. Bad, Horf- horrifically. How many did you get right? I think you said it earlier. I got one right. Out of how many? Which is Bray Wyatt. The Bray Wyatt, which is a good one. Which neither of you two got right. By the way, I think I should win by default if I, I get that away. one right no. and you guys didn't get that right. No, I mean, damn. I did. I'm gonna go on you record. AJ, so I picked AJ was going, and I said. But you're probably right. That's true. I said that in the podcast. That was a great ending that it came down. It was to, good. That it wasn't down to Bray and Cena. That mm-hmm. it was down to yeah. Bray and, and AJ. That was the awesome. whole match. Everything was done well in the match. So so anyway, to go back to it, Sam lost mm-hmm. horribly. Uh, me and Philip tied for the win. Mm-hmm. So um, this good means, for you. This means I've I've still never lost one of these predictions. I'm just really happy never. that I didn't lose because this is the first one that I haven't <laughs> lost. <laughs> but does it matter if you didn't lose if you didn't win either? Yeah, I don't, it matters to me. <laughs> you're like in a Fatal 4 where you didn't get pinned, but That's you fine. didn't become champion. Me, you were there. What does that you matter? Was great. If you were I'm there, Gilberg, you're just happy to be here, Chris. Every single time, and one time I don't get pinned, but I still lose, eh, okay. So yeah, you're I comparing was... yourself to James Ellsworth? Yeah, you're the James fine. Ellsworth fine. of no, predictions? No, he won. He, that dude actually won. <laughs> I never won. <laughs> so Phil is the current uh, Nerds of the Square Circle champion, but you can't... Retain. We don't. We don't play these rules. We need a definitive one. You know what? We can. We can cause some storylines here. You know, I could say, "All right, guys. Yeah, we tied here, but I'm still the champion from the last one." We're not gonna work say, out our booking on the air. We Good could God. say this. Uh, you guys can battle and become the number one contender. For oh this my belt. God! No, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, we're okay, so this is what we're doing. That. You're just so, scared. Um. All right. Sam's, my math might be a little off by one or two. Sam's so got some I'm weird wacky. This, I'm doing this tiebreaker. You're doing a tiebreaker, right? But at the elimination chamber. From what I, I'm pretty sure, Bray Wyatt is the 48th man to become WWE champion, or 49th, 49th if you count uh, an unacknowledged champion mm-hmm. from uh, back east. So what we're gonna do is oh, I'm yeah. gonna we're gonna go back and forth, <laughs> and you're gonna each name any of the other 47 champions until you can't name one. Okay. And that will be the loss, and then the other person wins. No social media, no internet, just eyeball to eyeball. Yeah. So, Philip's going to win this You know for all sure. these, you know... <laughs> you don't know that? You, you know, probably know more than you think you do, Chris. Just start naming people you know, because they've probably been championed. No, don't do that yet. Okay. So, so, so what, do, you, do you want to flip a coin? Do you want to give it to... Do you no, want to give can go the champion? The champion. The, champions the running champion. Okay. So I'll name some ones he'll probably know first because that'll be easiest, and I'll, I'll backtrack. Well, I'm gonna say if you want to be kind, you can name ones that you don't think he knows. No, that way you won't take away I ones keep, that he knows. I want to keep. You want to keep belt. your belt? Okay. All right, Philip, you're up. Uh, oh my let's god, pick just say one. Bret Hart. <laughs> okay. If you say world champion, it also doesn't count. Or universal champion, can't say Kevin Owens. I'm talking about the world's champion. WWE champion. WWF. 
Or WWF, yes. Or the WWF. Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold. Yep. Hulk Hogan. Yep. The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Miz. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. John Cena. Uh, so it's not the, the new belt, right? Does that count? The, is the, the newer belt the not championship? The, not the universal. Okay. Mm, let's pick Yokozuna. Okay. Lex Luthor? <laughs> oh, okay, so just already so, n- wrong. Wait, my turn. Chris loses. Okay, wait, Phil, you have to say one more, and then okay. Bruno San Martino. Bruno San Martino. I'm gonna there name go. some more for okay. you. Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Um, let's go some more down. Diesel, fastest champion win ever. Yeah, yep. Bob Backlund. Like, first of all, I want to point out Chris Lex Luger was Luger. WCW champion. <laughs> Lex Luthor, arch nemesis of Superman, was never WWE nor world champion. Yeah, the best of my knowledge. You said Yokozuna, I don't know. and the first thing that popped in my head was Lex Luger. But then you said Luther because he was yeah, a fir- no, he was I'm putting with quotations marks first person to pick him up and slam him. But yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, he beat him by disqualification at SummerSlam, and they threw balloons and a celebration. Everyone hoisted him up on their shoulders to celebrate, oh, I do even that. though he did not become yeah. champion. Because he was, which was Alexis the Express. weirdest thing. It was Alexis Express? So I won. So you win. Congratulations, Philip. Champion retains. Right, Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you. I want you to retain this, okay? Wait, I just said some really big. I'm gonna rapid fire them at you. All right. Oh, Here we go. God. All right. Anoki, we had the belt that that's. That's the one that's not acknowledged. Acknowledged. Acknowledge. They don't they don't count that for some reason. Um. So you got Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna name all of them? Right yeah, here? Bruno yeah. San Martino. I'm gonna see if I can do it from by just from by heart. Bruno San Martino, Ivan Koloff, mm-hmm. Pedro Morales. Stan the Man Stasiak. Then it goes back to Bruno San Martino. Then Superstar. Do you want to just say them? Not say don't do the title just changes? Okay. Yeah. Superstar Billy Graham. Uh, Bob Backlund. Iron Sheik. Hulk Hogan. Andre the Giant. Randy Savage. The Ultimate Warrior. Sergeant Slaughter. Uh-oh. Undertaker. Ric Flair. Bret Hart. Yokozuna. Bret Hart again. Well, yeah, but I'm not going... Oh, you're not I'm, okay. I'm trying not to repeat them. Uh, so, who did I say last? Yokozuna? Bret Hart? This part you're gonna fast forward. Okay, so Yokozuna. Okay, fine. You know what? Well, you know what? I'll just stop. Is that good enough? Is that impressive I enough? Like, I liked it because I was chronologically in my mind remembering. Yeah, these you, you, title can, changes. you can name all the way through. Yeah, like yeah. every title change. Yokos, I can every do. Year. I can do every title. I don't know if I can't do all the years back early because Bruno San Martino's was eight years long and six years. So I don't know the. Exact do you remember days. where each belt took place at? No, no, no. not all of them. Okay. He's work- a lot of them. He's working. He's working on one. that knowledge, Chris. I don't know. If, I mean, I guess yeah. So we're gonna take a, a break right here. Uh, congratulations, Philip, for winning again. Yeah. Woo-hoo! All right. So we should hold a champion celebration next week for me. We're gonna actually cancel the show next week just because. Yeah, you said there's that. gonna be no show next week because you said that's it. good because we're all gonna be partying for oh me. Oh my god. Okay. So. So when there's actually we're, for real is not gonna be a podcast next week. So it's Mardi Gras. Friday, we are taking off for Mardi Gras. Party on. All right, we're going to take a small break right here, and uh, we'll be right back with Raw and some other random wrestling goodness. Thank you. Stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***ing 
sauce and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, and we're back. I won't divulge what we were talking about during the break, but Chris is not very happy with me right now. Do you want to talk about that, Chris? You want to, talk, you want to let our viewers know why you're cross with that me? That y'all like terrible movies? You, you know what? We shouldn't get into I this. I do like terrible movies. I like bad movies. I like bad movies. I, I really want to go see that new Matt Damon movie because it looks terrible. Which one? The one with the the, the wall. Oh, that looks good, actually. Have you seen the CGI yeah. for it, though? Yeah, it's a it's oh a it's a China produced movie. It's so. like watching um, uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I, I just like, watched I like Fifty Shades of, oh Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> That's a terrible movie. You oh, watched good. Fifty? Oh, I don't want. From we're front, not talking from don't front talk to about. back. Let's continue. Oh, good God! Yeah, <laughs> let's that's continue what she said. talking about wrestling because that makes me happy. Yeah, let's not talk about any of that stupid stuff. Let's talk more about wrestling. So Raw, let's go ahead and move into Monday Night Raw. Raw. I liked Raw. Dude, there was Raw some was bo- really good. There was some boring stuff on Raw because it's three hours long, and I think at this point we should just go. You know what? Every Raw is not going to be good all the way through, but if it's got yeah. awesome stuff that I'm going to remember for a long time, if not forever, then it's a good Raw. And this it, thing, this, is something this one has it. this a Raw, couple of things. That yeah, happened. you know why? Because it was in Vegas, and because Chris Jericho showed us that he is the best performer in town. Chris Jericho has been the greatest of all time for a while now. Yeah, um, you my watch... namesake. <laughs> Just saying. If you watched Raw this week and did not shed a small tear when the I list mean of that KO was really sad. Out. Okay, so wait, wait, let, you know, let's not jump. Let's jump. Okay, so first, what did you expect when the Festival of Friendship was announced? Because I'll say that that was exactly what. I, I wanted it to be. I didn't think it was necessarily going to be. I thought it was going to be opposite. I thought it was going to be Chris Jericho, but which doesn't make any no. Sense. I don't. I'm I'm talking about just the just the celebration with the oh, with, the, with, the, what it with was the dancers be... and the art and the ridiculousness and Gilberg. I mean Gilberg. Wait, I was kind of how long s- has it been since Gilberg has been on? Raw? I was excited for Gilberg, but I was kind of sad they didn't have the security guard dude, the fat oh guy. With this, I was like that would have been cherry on top for me. <sighs> so they ruined Gilberg because they didn't have yeah. I don't remember the they, security guards yeah, with them. Chris Jericho's buddy. But I was oh. ready for some maple syrup and some Canadian bacon and all those fixins. But the hat topped it, you know, the little nice shimmery hat that Chris Jericho oh, yeah. so nicely placed on it his head. So good. He had very kind words to say. 
He was happy. He's been tur- so so. You were right. I think you said it in the last. I said podcast. on the last show that Chris has been less of a jerk. They did all the um, video packages before it happened, showing all the things that Chris has said, just to remind everybody of all of his inside jokes. I okay. So I was recording um, raw. I didn't watch it live, and a lot of times, like my cable will go out and it'll mess with the recording. So when he points to the ramp for Goldberg to come out. Actually, I don't know if this happened for you, Chris, because you watched it on Hulu, right? Hulu, yeah. So if this experience seems strange to you, let me know. <laughs> so Chris says, get out here, Goldberg. You're going to get any points. And then it cuts to a commercial. They did the same thing on Hulu. Okay. That, yeah, yeah. And then it cuts back, and then he says it. it. And oh my god, that was. I thought that like I messed up the recording, that it cut away, or like I lost it. I got really upset that it, it cut him in the middle of the sentence like an idiot, fell for it. And then it comes back, and he finishes it. It's like... Because he did that same thing with the list. I was about to say with the his list, list in WCW, he was saying the holds. You know, hold one, arm bar, arm mm-hmm, drag. Mm-hmm. And then when it went to commercial, he says that he just, like, ripped on the town. You know, like, you know, every team here sucks. You all suck. And so everyone boos him. And then when it comes back from commercial, he just says, hold number 493. And so it sounds like he's just been doing it the whole time when it wasn't that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know that he didn't just stand there the whole time and not say it because they would have reacted. And the, fa- the fact that he didn't hold on to it kind of sucks that there wasn't a pop for when he finally said it. Because I think he probably said it during the commercial and then said it again. I don't know. Should check online from someone who was there live. But although here's every little Jericho thing was in that entire segment. There was n- If you like Chris Jericho at all and there was something you wanted to have happen, it happened in that segment. Before the dreaded gift came. Are you upset that Kevin attacked Chris? Did you really think that Chris was going to turn on Kevin? They've done it before. Kevin turned on Sammy. Why would he not turn on... This was... It was... You know, it's weird. It mirrors what Kevin did to Sammy Zayn in NXT. Mm -hmm. It mirrors what Chris Jericho did to Shawn Michaels Mm -hmm. a few years ago where he smashed him in the face. There were so many little homages and nods. It's a slower build to this one. Yeah. For sure, though. And I don't think that it's a coincidence. I thought about it... um, Back when Triple H cost Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, but they're, we're going to forget about Roman Reigns and just mm-hmm. focus on Seth Rollins for some reason. Uh, the title and gave it to Kevin. And then Kevin came out the next week wearing a suit. Then a couple weeks ago, you got Samoa Joe attacking somebody for Triple H. Next week, he comes out wearing a suit. That they're uh, like Kevin the... was in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the idea of like a subtle... I've always thought... I, I was thinking it was going to be like a subtle like... Triple H is, doesn't like how his guys on Raw are being treated because he thinks of his NXT guys as his guys. So he screwed over Seth for Kevin. We want to put, I want to put over one of my guys who's in my pocket. So you had Kevin, but then Triple H wasn't there. And the only acknowledgement to that happened was always Seth wanting to get revenge on Triple H. I didn't like that they kind of forgot that Triple H shook Kevin's hand. I thought that was more interesting. I was, I was, I cared less that he screwed over Seth and more that Triple H put over Kevin Owen because they got away from that and made it all about Kevin and Chris. So when I don't know if they showed it on Hulu or not, he takes them to the he side. He takes him yeah. to the side and he talks Triple about Triple H takes him to the, the side. side and you see them talking about something. And I, I guarantee that that has something, whether or not they acknowledge it right away or not. That, that has everything to do, but that has everything to do with why Kevin attacked Chris. I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know if it's that this is the new regime, if there's going to be a new... Like, imagine a faction with Samoa Joe, uh, Kevin Owens, and, like, Finn Balor coming back as a no, hero or something like that. Finn Balor can do that. Why not? He could, but I don't know. 
He's he's, he's going to be with I the, mean, they shouldn't because they need a good baby face on Raw. Yeah, they do. It's going to be the uh, club. Club's coming back, bro. I'm feeling this. But that is the club. The new club. The Balor Club. It's just instead of Gallows and Anderson, you kick them out and you put in Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. Come on, don't tell me that that wouldn't work. Mm, I wouldn't. I'm not saying that they're going to necessarily do it, but I can I can feel that there's going to be some kind of NXT stable just that's like being Triple slowly guys. pushed over of guys that Triple H puts over. It could be uh-huh. husband versus wife. What? I don't know. So, um, <laughs> uh, did because, you like... Because Stephanie's running it, Triple H could be like, hey, this is my oh, guy. okay, yeah. So it could be the husband versus wife, this is my guys, This is, these are your guys, and they could be... No, that would be out of care. Well, why not? McMahon's, have, McMahon's have done everything. Week. Why not do that one? I don't like... I mean, the problem with that is that if they go with that then that story will inherently overshadow everything else because they won't be able to help themselves. Yeah. Uh, and I, just, I, and I don't silly. think they need to do it. I was just being silly. What else happened? Let's but Triple H, paying things forward, Triple H was in, has been in faction after faction after faction. Yeah. He had a faction where Ric Flair was his guy, and I can see Triple H positioning himself as in a new, new group yep. as the Ric Flair. Yep. I'm, the, I'm the former champion. This is the new group of guys. Somebody for the future, like a new evolution, I guess, so to yeah. speak. But with NXT, he, That'd be cool. you know, he always said that he didn't want to do anything like that. But he also said he didn't want to take NXT on tour. He didn't want to push them as a comparable brand, and all of that's changed too. So it kind of throws out anything. He, you know, it's moved away from what he wanted it to be or thought of it as being. You know, who thinks of NXT as developmental really anymore? No, you know, yeah. uh, which I think hurts some of the developmental. You push. Bobby Roode versus Nakamura as the main event to sell tickets to push the brand when neither of those guys Needed. needs to be in NXT. Both of them should be on Raw. Samojo didn't even need to go to NXT. Yeah, exactly. Samojo should have brought brought up a couple years ago. So you know, I mean, it's good for like guys like Ty Dillinger who then mix up with guys like that and then they look like bigger stars. Yeah, because of the caliber of people. They're Is with. NXT still bringing on like random like road people like when they did the Jushin Thunder Liger? Are they still yeah. doing that? I mean, not they haven't done anything since that that's been nearly as big I'd as that. I would love them to do stuff with New Japan and AAA and do like a World Cup like TNA would do. They do the World Cups every yeah. once in a while. I mean, while. The, the the last couple times they've done that where they're using non contracted talent was with like the cwc mm-hmm. they did the, the uk yeah. thing so they're still doing it but it's not directly with nxt yeah um, those were always when i was younger wcw those were always my favorite times when they would yeah. have like all those because you'd be like who the heck is that well guy? i mean even like champa and gargano were working in nxt for almost a year not contracted they were still doing yeah. indie shows stuff like that when oh, i was really? in dallas last week uh last year champa i mean uh johnny gargano was at evolve and at all these other indie shows on top of being a WWE, and it was it it made it weird because you never knew who was going to be anywhere because they knew you would come in. It was like yeah, then you can go over there and do that. Um, Ring of Honor doesn't do it as much because they they've become more of a contracted sense in terms of they have they're to. not going to go with WWE mm-hmm. even though they kind of have a shine yeah. towards them. Too. I mean they're going to go more towards Gabe Sapolsky and Evolve just because they have a better working relationship with him than they do with you know Kevin Kelly and all the guys and. Uh, ring of honor they're there for a reason but it's weird how everybody in the business knows everybody there's no one that's like oh i don't know them so you'd think that they would all it's work. not it's unheard of to think that they wouldn't be able to work together so if someone's new to the business now and they see everyone working yeah. together it doesn't seem as strange as it was 20 years ago where even during like the monday night raw uh the monday night wars Someone jumped ship, and it was crazy because nobody did stuff like that. Yeah. And now that kind of 
ability is becoming more and more well the affiliate the territories are getting built back up that's what i it mean is. you know which is good that's what's ind- independent wrestling is getting big again mm-hmm. but it's great. like why could jushin thunder Liger show up on nxt but if i said that he's going to be on raw next week would you be like no that's not that can't happen like what is the difference the difference is the audience and the fan like people go to raw it's more like a family event everybody's gonna go they're going to buy their drinks, and the kids are going to kind of be excited. The parents are going to be probably more excited. Maybe not. NXT, everybody's going there is either a super fan, or they're bringing their girlfriends that become fans, or it's just mostly... It's like almost like that ECW crowd from back in the day. It's the same people that are there every week saying the same crowd chants and yeah. this, that, and the other. Well, it's that, but then it's also, you know, if you have NXT who only tapes every month or so, that's for a core group that's only there in Florida except for the occasional tours that they do. Yeah. And then for the core audiences of hardcore fans who got the network, you have it on raw or on a pay-per-view. You don't want to bring in someone that you don't have under contract to, because you're just going to put over somebody and then pay them. They're going to be gone. Leave. Yeah. Uh, you want to promote your, you, the point is to make money. So you want to keep bringing in people that you can use, which is why Kota Ibushi, who should have won the cruiserweight classic, didn't win the cruiserweight classic because he didn't sign for a contract TJ Perkins did, so they put over TJ Perkins. So anyway, let's get back on track. Festival they, of Friendship. Festival of Friendship was awesome. Um, I so good you like that picture. I've been saying it for a while now. That's the Kevin Owens that we that need. I like. Yeah. That's the this Kevin. Is Owens. A, this is a, obviously a great step getting back to the badass Kevin Owens. It's not the Kevin Owens we deserve, but it's the Kevin Owens we des- we need. So that was cool. Um, the show ended on Bailey, which you know, winning the belt from Charlotte. I like that they're maintaining Charlotte's pay-per-view record, but I don't like that now it almost feels... Because she only has sparingly defended the title on Raw. Right. And I think every time she has defended it on Raw, she loses it. So it felt not predictable, but just I wasn't surprised. You know, like, I like that Sasha Banks was involved Mm -hmm. when Dana Brooke showed up for, you know, as if she, you know, not acknowledging that she hasn't been on Raw in about a month or two. I was kind of glad to see her. She hasn't been around in a while. I know. Hopefully she's been... She's been getting in shape, it looks like. She's not looking like a toad anymore. Oh my god. Good god. Um, Um, Emelina. What the f*** was the Emelina part? Okay, so... I feel like she forgot her lines. (laughs) So, okay, so... I knew you were going to be upset about this, Chris. That uh, was com- that was a waste of the two seconds it took for her to walk out, say something, and walk back away. Okay, first of all, no, it wasn't. Yes, it because was. That is a beautiful, beautiful woman and waste a beautiful, of beautiful dress. Space. You know what my uh, girlfriend said when she saw it? She's like, "That's the girl you've been so excited to see." She why? Okay, please explain to me why this is was good. I think and I know not she said the same. She was like, "Well, that was garbage. That was just bad." Was like, Damn. <laughs> uh, so I think. They had postponed it because they had a character in mind for her to do. From what I've read, it's that she was supposed to be a, like, Sable-like character. Okay. And they kept postponing it because the tests for the character weren't working with Emma because I'm sure she did not feel the character, did not want to do it, wasn't digging it. So I think they had to, they could just drop it after building it up for so long. Yes, they could. Yes, you think? They could have. Yes, they could have. So you wouldn't be the same amount of livid if the next week she just showed up and she wasn't Emmalina, she was just Emma, wearing her, like, aviator sunglasses? Yeah, no, I would be completely... Uh, you know what? No, I can't say that because I wouldn't have known how bad it could have been. Okay. See, there so, you go. yeah. I like that she's going back. It was trolling, you know? Uh, For sure. And if she's going to be heel, then if you're upset, then she did her job. So... 
Good job, Emma. I can't wait for you to come back again. I don't know. I kind of like. I like Emma. I didn't think she needed to be changed. I thought I that. I didn't think so. I either. thought I didn't like her bubble popping. I enjoyed it at the time, but I didn't yeah. think that was working. So when she went back to NXT and and tweaked her gimmick, she started wearing the gloves and the sunglasses. She was well. That more was the only mean. time I liked Dana Brooke. Whenever yeah, they were was when she was. So I liked that, and then when she finally came up, she got hurt almost right away. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they changed her while she was out, I didn't think didn't make sense. You didn't even give her enough time to tread water. With the character anything. that she had. Just bring her back as what she was doing. Sam, how much excitement did I have when we went and saw... Philip lost his freaking mind. This was when, when she was still... Was it still this the Goofy so we Emma? Were, we were, yeah, we were at the Raw after... It was WrestleMania 30, so it was oh, in New it was that. It was that we one. We were at the Raw after... Warrior came out and said his last talk. Where, yeah, the last speech because mm-hmm. he died the next day. That was such a crazy Raw. We were there. Um, So Emma comes out there. Here's the music. Baby face. It was Emma and Santina Morella against... I don't know. It doesn't matter. Because they brought her up as like to be like a comedy duo with Santina. So you can so they came out to Santino's music, but Emma got the pin. Again, I don't even remember who it was against, which is okay. I guess bad. Probably Summer Rae, Um who got like a I think recently. Her oh, and really? Rosa Mendez both, I think. Rosa Mendez uh, retired. Officially retired. retired. Um but I heard that Summer Rae might be gone. So I mean, matters. I don't. I, you know, none of that matters. I was just so excited. Like a year, That's so. what I'm saying. She hasn't been around for a while. So. I was so excited. I jumped out of my chair. Well, I can actually because we were pretty high up. We were almost Nosebleed. the last row. Yeah, and I could see silhouettes of people in front of us doing her little dance. It was. It was. It was. Come on, Chris, fun. do it. It's fun. It's actually fun to do. That same raw, mm-hmm. the raw after WrestleMania 30. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was with the, where Paul Heyman did the great 20. 21 and 1 speech. It's 23 and 1 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Van Dam showed up, and that was what you freaked out about, yeah. Philip. You, Philip jumped out of his chair. Why? ECW guy. Exactly. And then I jumped out of my chair when Paige showed up. That was Paige's debut on the main yeah, roster. Yeah, that's when she didn't she uh, win the belt. She beat uh, AJ, AJ Lee for the Divas Championship. Which that is, night? Which was awesome. That night, yeah. it was just like random. Boom, boom, it happened. And I was like, who, who, what? Because I wasn't watching NXT at the time, so I had no clue who this chick was. It ended up making sense later, but it felt weird at the time because AJ was a heel, and Paige came out to a big pop, but then she was like, I'm not ready for a title defense, like I didn't want to do it. So it felt weird because they kind of introduced her as a babyface, but then she wasn't being, you know, chivalrously, you know, like, I'll, you know, taking all, all comers, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if I'm ready or not kind of thing. But then they ended up turning AJ babyface in the long run and Paige heel. Paige switched back and forth. What is going on with Paige? Is she coming back? She's hurt. She's she's gonna hurt, she's apparently. gonna be in Alberto Del Rio's new MMA. No, he's, that he's gonna be doing MMA. He's he he, he was in the, MMA before. He yeah, he's in like MMA. They're making that so. movie about her family, so maybe she'll be in yeah, that. Yeah, The Rock's doing a movie about her family. Yeah, with Stephen Merchant. What? What the? What's so random? Did you see HBO announced a uh, Andre the Giant the documentary? Yeah, that looks like it's gonna be awesome. Did you ever watch the Iron Sheik documentary? Uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I've it's, seen most of it. It's good. Yeah. Have you watched many? Like have you watched many of the non WWE documentary things? Did yeah, you ever yeah. see a subject card? Was it card subject change? Card subject change. Uh, the beyond the mat. One. Beyond the mat. I've seen. There's a um, women's wrestling one on there that's really good. There's a lucha underground, not a uh, lucha one on really? uh, Netflix mm-hmm. called uh, Lucha. I gotta check that. Do out. the eyes and the mask or something like that? Or something cool. along those What's lines. What's it about? It just follows a bunch of lucha uh, guys in Mexico. Some of the smaller cities and stuff cool. like that. We gotta check that one out. What about um? Did you Jake? see the one about the about Bret Hart? Yeah, I've seen that one. The where, old one where he punches uh, Vince McMahon. Nothing makes me feel like the Montreal Screwjob didn't really happen than the fact that that movie exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
We just happen to be there while Bret Hart is going through contract disputes and happen to be have cameras on the one night that they screw over the person who is the subject of this video at the show. Yes, it's possible. Well, Bret Hart is he's he's not a good guy on the mic or anything, so it's hard to tell if he's acting or not. Okay, wow. let, let, let's do this. But that means he's good on the mic. Here's it's, the experiment. It's true. Okay, tomorrow, let's say this morning, it comes out. The screw job was all scripted. Mm-hmm. None of that was all that was all that was a work. Do you just immediately accept it? Um, yeah. No. I, I, yes, I, Philip, you do. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm in the frame of mind that it's quite it's it's in wrestling. Uh-huh. So it could be fake. Well, yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't care if it's real or fake or not. I really don't. But it's the one thing that's what is the most controversial thing, and you don't care whether or not it really happened or not. No, because it's, it's that because it's made to be that. That's why it is. I mean, it's the same thing when somebody, like, announces that they're hurt. There's, like, split second of me going, oh, wait, is he really hurt? He needs to go make a movie. Or is it a, is it a show? Yeah. Is it Thunder is it in Paradise? The, is it part of the show? There are people that still think that Andy Kaufman's just waiting to pop out at any minute. Well, that dude's dead. Okay. <laughs> well, just, if, he, if he was supposed to come back, he would have done it by now. Or um, I'd like to think that he would. Did you watch, last story before we go ahead and start closing out, did you watch New Japan, New Beginnings over the weekend? The part two? <sighs> I, I didn't have time. I, I really want to. I'm going to probably go watch it right when, when we're done with this. It's not as good as the following week, because the Okada fight, the match from the first one was Why would amazing. they put that on the first part? I don't know. It was kind of surprising because the Intercontinental Belt between um, Naito and Elgin, yeah, was the main event on this one. Okada had a tag team match on this one. Well, if they're gonna, well, if they when they do multiple weekends, which this is an, another odd New Japan thing. Well, like Naito, well, yeah, you can't compare them to. Yeah. It's just it's just different. So it's, the way they do it is that it's it's treated like an on air special that you can order through New Japan World mm-hmm. or what have you. So they so they're not going to do identical shows. Do you think so it's they just put because... over the way New Japan keeps their singles matches special is they do a lot of tag matches. Yeah, a lot of six lot of tag man, matches. They do that tag, all the time. Yeah. That's, that's a very consistent uh, Japanese wrestling thing. So that when you get to the main event and it is one on one, it matters. So you have all the talent. All the talent that was on uh, one card is on the second card. It's just changing up who are in the singles matches versus the tags. I did think it was weird that they put the world title match in the first weekend and not the second weekend because that was the biggest match out of all of Mm -hmm. them do you think they're just trying to build the intercontinental title back up since the biggest one was last one was shinsuke and they're trying to build naito up in his stable i mean it's weird he's naito is is one of the most over guys in the company he doesn't even get booed when he comes out there are a lot of uh, and he's a big bad guy he got got booed this week did he yeah he did because they were definitely um what's it mike uh, mike Michael Elkin. Big yeah. Mike. Yeah, yeah, he was getting lots of cheers. Like, more oh, cheers than everybody loves about. Big yeah. Mike, you know. That He's had a real was, insurgence. Um, it was pretty intense. Well, yeah. Pretty solid. Uh, I love, you know, there's more and more. I, I would argue that Los Ingobernables is, uh, the stock in New Japan is getting higher and higher mm-hmm. and higher. They're, they're, they're rivaling Bullet Club in terms of excitement over the brand. They're not that world known. And they probably, I don't know if they ever will be, just in the terms of the gimmick of Bullet Club being that they're Gaijin, so the Americans like them the most because they're all recognizable. The American or you know non-Japanese people in Japan. But even with that said, it's really working. That's that's my favorite thing. They come out almost like an NWO kind of feeling that they come out yeah, slow and methodical, and it's just like they just let, let the mean, draw of the heat come. Their music, they don't have to do anything. Their to music get to the too sweet and to everything else they do is very NWO. So yeah, oh well, yeah, but that's on purpose. 
Yeah. It's great because it's, it's almost acknowledging other groups. It's 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 like a... Wait, we forgot to say something this whole podcast. What? One of the newest inductees to the WWE Oh, Hall wow. We didn't bring Let's, that up. We'll give okay. him a round of okay. hands, okay. and we'll so, wrap up on that one, Sam. Okay. So, um, Theodore Long, that's been our... Holla, 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 holla. He's been our general manager at Wildcat Sports for the last couple of shows. Mm-hmm. He, he, he became the new general manager last uh, at the end of the summer last year. Yep. Longest reigning SmackDown general manager. Very deserving. He's been around for a long time. Referee. Uh, I remember... Well, he was a... Na- he was a... Uh, manager first and then be- he's like retired from being a character to being a referee you sure he wasn't a referee first well i mean i'm sh- he might have started his career as a referee yeah. but the f- people remember know him before he became a referee yeah, because he was a manager back in the 80s with the skyscrapers um yeah so then um and i've seen pictures of him from even before then and he was a husky man which is hard to picture that he used yeah, to be, be husky because he's such a small little petite man which is why he's such a good manager if you're no- if you're a manager you should be required to be short you should look like me because you got to be you got to make because you got to make like your wrestlers look great i remember when they put armando alejandro estrada with umaga he hurt umaga a little because he was he's taller big. than umaga so you yeah. can't say here's this giant man while i'm also but that the thing with armando is that he was a wrestler he yeah. wasn't they put him in that gimmick to give him but a role. Do you think they put Theodore Long because he's always about what tag team wrestling? That's tag he, team wrestling. He always comes yeah. out when he comes out to the show. He's like, "All right, we're gonna have ourselves," and everybody goes a tag, tag team, team match. Yeah. Right after they announce, and Stephanie the messed it up on Raw, where she was like, "We're gonna yeah. in honor of Teddy Long, we're gonna make a handicap match," and it's like Teddy no. Long didn't make handicap matches. He put you in a match in a tag team against Randy Orton or against the Undertaker. That's the only matches he ever made. We're gonna go to one on one with. And then you'd wait for it, and everyone's like, is it going to be Randy Orton? Is it going to be Undertaker? The Undertaker! Oh, it was Undertaker. All right, cool. So they uh, put him on there with the Rock and Roll, which is another tag team. Tag team. So I'm, I'm excited. So you, oh God, they didn't put... Okay, but yeah. Maybe they'll put, uh, Maybe next year they'll put the Midnight Express. Are you not upset? Are you upset about the Rock the Rock and Roll Express being put in the Hall of Fame? No, I like Rock and Roll. Because you know who's upset that they they're still in the wrestle. Hall of, being put in the Hall of Fame? Marty Jannetty. He's upset. Why? Because he thinks that the Rockers should have been put in the Hall of Fame before they were put in the Hall of Fame. No. Which is the most petty, ridiculous thing. He really does think that? He really thinks that right now? He said that online, yeah. He was part of the... He was... No, the Marty Jannetty tried to make a new Rockers with Al Snow. That's what I'm thinking about. Oh, God. So, anyway. Anyway, we release a podcast every Friday. Uh, Next Friday, we will be taking the week off because of uh, We Live in Louisiana. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras season, so it's be kind of hard to do a podcast. We will be taking a small vacation. Cool. Uh, but we will be back the following Friday. If you want to get in touch with us, there will be links to everything in the show notes page on somewhatnerdy.com. Please take the time to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you are listening to us on. Uh, it helps us out tons. Talk to us about what you want to hear. Uh, yes. Do we sound the same each week? You know, I, don't, I disagree with that. Um, I don't care what anyone has to say. I don't want to know what they want to hear. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. We know that. We you saw your article. Did you see my article? I saw. I looked at it. Did you I read, read it? it? Okay. No. Good God, man. You didn't even go read his article? His first published written He's work? He's done it before. I write some stuff, but I mean, you know. What the hell is what, what, happening right now? Put me over. Well, he's throwing me under the bus, and I'm just I'm just used to it. That's fine. It's my job. Throwing shade. Anyway, we are Nerds of the Square Circle. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. Sam Jericho. The dude with the headband. And we'll see you next time.